What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you liked last week's episode on Super Mario Brothers. This week is going to be on Street Fighter II, The World Warrior. That's the one on the uh, Super Nintendo, the one we all know and love. And without further ado, let's just get into it. Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, is a competitive fighting game developed by Capcom and originally released for arcade systems in 1991. It is the second installment of the Street Fighter series and the sequel to Street Fighter released in 1987, which is a terrible fighting game, FYI. It is Capcom's 14th title to use the CP System arcade system board. Street Fighter II improved many of the concepts introduced in the first game, including the use of special command-based moves in a six-button configuration, while offering players a wider selection of playable characters, each with their own fighting style, and introducing the combo system. Street Fighter II became the best-selling title since the golden age of arcade gaming. By 1994, the game had been played by over 25 million people in the United States alone, at home, and in arcades. Due to its success, a series of updated versions offering additional features and characters were released. All versions of Street Fighter II have sold more than 200,000 arcade cabinets and over 15 million software units worldwide, and they are estimated to have grossed over $10 billion in total revenue making it one of the top three highest-grossing video games of all time as of 2017 and the best-selling fighting game up until 2019. The SNES version of Street Fighter sold over 6.3 million cartridges, making it Capcom's best-selling single software title for the next two decades and their best-selling game on a single platform. Street Fighter II is regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time and in particular the most important and influential fighting game ever made. Its launch is seen as a revolutionary moment within the genre. Credited with popularizing the fighting genre during the 1990s and inspiring other producers to create their own fighting series. It also sparked a renaissance for the arcade video game industry and had an impact on competitive video gaming and wider popular culture such as films and music. Street Fighter II follows several of the conventions and rules already established by its original 1987 predecessor. The player engages opponents in one-on-one close quarter combat in a series of best two out of three matches. The objective of each round is to deplete the opponent's vitality before the timer runs out. If both opponents knock each other out at the same time or the timer runs out with both fighters having an equal amount of vitality left, a double KO or a draw game is declared and additional rounds will be played until sudden death. In the first Street Fighter II, a match could last up to 10 rounds if there was no clear winner. This was reduced to four in Champion Edition and onward. If there's no clear winner by the end of the final round, either the computer-controlled opponent will win by default in a single-player match, or both fighters will lose in a two-player match. Sounds fair? After every third match in the single-player mode, the player will participate in a bonus stage for additional points. 
The bonus games include, in order, a car-breaking event similar to another bonus round featured in Final Fight, a barrel-breaking bonus game where the barrels are dropped off from a conveyor belt on the top portion of the screen, and a drum-breaking bonus game where drums are flammable and piled over each other. Like in the original, the game's controls use a configuration of an eight-directional joystick and six attack buttons. The player uses the joystick to jump, crouch, and move the character towards or away from the opponent, as well as to guard the character from an opponent's attacks. There are three punch buttons and three kick buttons of differing strength and speed, light, medium, and heavy. The player can perform a variety of basic moves in any position, including grabbing, throwing attacks, which were not featured in the original Street Fighter. Like in the original, the player can perform special moves by inputting a combination of directional and button-based commands. Street Fighter 2 differs from its predecessor due to the selection of multiple playable characters, each with distinct fighting feats. Street Fighter 2 differs from its predecessor due to the selection of multiple playable characters, each with distinct fighting styles and special moves. Combos were also possible. According to IGN, the concept of combinations, linked attacks that cannot be blocked when they are timed correctly, came about more or less by accident. Street Fighter 2's designers didn't quite mean for it to happen, but players of the original game eventually found out that certain moves naturally flowed into other ones. This combo system was later adopted as a standard feature of fighting games was expanded upon in subsequent Street Fighter installments. All right, so tell me this sounds familiar. The leader of the Shadowloo organization, M. Bison, in his global domination plan sets up a world fighting tournament to select the best fighters to work in his Shadowloo organization through brainwashing. M. Bison's plans are foiled by Akuma, who was not a competitor in the tournament, who catches him off guard and performs the Shun Goku Satsu on him, killing the Shadowloo boss in an instant. Akuma then takes M. Bison's place to fight the finalists of the Dictator's Tournament. Some sources hint that it was Ryu. Akuma mocks M. Bison for being the slave of his own power, not knowing that he is in absolute control of his psycho power. In Street Fighter IV Aftermath, Guile, Chun-Li, Ken, Ryu, and Kami manage to foil Bison's plans and fight him in the wilderness of Thailand. During the fight, Bison was ultimately defeated by the group of fighters and was urged to surrender by Guile. However, Bison ultimately refuses and commits suicide by unleashing all of his psychopower to create an explosion that kills himself. The animation being canon is unknown as Capcom has not mentioned it in other media. Capcom reprinted the All About Street Fighter book for the 30th anniversary collection that mentions Akuma defeating M. Bison. Capcom revisits Akuma killing M. Bison in Street Fighter V, where Akuma's Street Fighter II ending is the only one that shows M. Bison being killed, along with Street Fighter V April Fool's 2019. So the original Street Fighter II featured a roster of eight playable. The original Street Fighter II features a roster of eight playable characters that could be selected by the player. The roster initially included Ryu and Ken, the main characters from the original Street Fighter game, plus six new characters of different nationalities. In the single player tournament, the player faces off against the other seven main fighters before proceeding to the final opponents, which are four non-selectable CPU-controlled boss opponents known as the Shadowloo bosses, which includes Sagat from the original game. Later versions would add these four to the playable roster. The playable characters are <coughs> Ryu, a Japanese martial artist seeking to hone his skills. He's the winner of the previous tournament. 
He is not convinced that he is the greatest fighter in the world and comes to this tournament in search of fresh competition. E. Honda, a sumo wrestler from Japan, he aims to improve the negative reputation of sumo wrestlers by proving competitors to be legitimate athletes. Blanca, a beast like a mutant from Brazil who was raised in the jungle, he enters the tournament to uncover more origins about his for- forgotten past. Guile, a former United States Air Force Special Forces operative from the United States, seeking to defeat M. Bison, who killed his best friend, Charlie. Ken, Ryu's best friend, greatest rival, and formal training partner. From the United States, Ryu's personal challenge rekindled Ken's fighting spirit and persuaded him to enter the World Warrior Tournament, as well as feeling lackadaisical in his fighting potential due to spending too much time with his fiancée. Chun-Li, a Chinese martial artist who works as an Interpol officer seeking to avenge her deceased father. Zengif, a professional wrestler and sambo fighter from the Soviet Union. He aims to prove Soviet strength is the strongest form of strength. The strongest form of strength. Yep. Particularly by defeating American opponents with his bare hands. Dalslam, a fire-breathing yoga master from India. Even though he is a pacifist, he uses the money earned from fighting to lift people out of poverty. The CPU exclusive characters in the order they that the player fights them. Balrog an American boxer with a similar appearance to Mike Tyson, called M. Bison in Japan. Once one of the world's greatest heavyweight boxers, he began working for Shadowloo for easy money. Vega, a Spanish bullfighter who wields a claw and uses a unique style of nujitsu, called Balrog in Japan. He's vain and wishes to eliminate ugly people from the world. Man, that's going to take a long time. Sagat, a Muay Thai kickboxer and former world warrior champion, from the original Street Fighter, who was scarred by Ryu with his dragon punch in the end of the previous tournament. M. Bison, the leader of the criminal organization Shadowloop, who uses a mysterious power known as Psycho Power, and the final opponent of the game, he was called Vega in Japan. Now, the updated version of Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, introduced four new characters from previous unrepresented nationalities to the pre-existing roster. You had T-Hawk, an indigenous warrior from Mexico whose ancestral homeland was taken from him by M. Bison. He seeks to reunite his people. Cami, a young member of the secret intelligence service known as Delta Red from England with a mysterious past tied to M. Bison. Fei Long, a martial arts movie star from Hong Kong who seeks to follow his own path of real life martial arts. DJ, a kickboxing musician and dancer from Jamaica who is searching for inspiration for his new song. Wow. A mistranslation which made it to the American Arcade release of the game. In Ryu's words to a defeated opponent, you must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance, which was supposed to be, if you cannot overcome my Dragon Punch, you cannot win, led some to incorrectly believe a character named Shang Long, Shen Long existed in the game. The incorrect translation created a widespread hoax, which was published in an April Fool's Day issue of EGM magazine. The hoax influenced the creation of the character Kuma, with the character appearing in the updated version of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo as a secret boss. And Akuma is the brother of Goken, who is Ken and Ryu's master. He's an emotionless and powerful warrior fixed on mastering the Setsui Nuhadu. I have no clue how to say that right, but is a type of evil energy. It is also revealed by Capcom that the two characters from the beginning intro are named Scott and Max. Except for Sagat. The Shadow Low bosses have different names in the, in the Japanese version. 
The African-American boxer known as Balrog in the international versions was designed after real-life boxer Mike Tyson and was originally named M. Bison, short for Mike Bison, with Mike being one of the American opponents faced in the first Street Fighter, while Vega and M. Bison were originally named Balrog and Vega, respectively. When Street Fighter II was localized for the overseas markets, the names of the bosses were rotated. Fearing that the boxers' similarities to Tyson could lead to a likeness infringement lawsuit, the name change was carried over to future games in the series. To avoid confusion in tournament play, many players refer to each character by a defining characteristic. The names are Claw to refer to the character from Spain, Boxer to refer to the American boxer, and Dictator to refer to the final boss in the game. The characters in the Japanese version also have more than one quote, and if a player loses a match against the CPU in the Japanese version, a random playing tip will be shown at the bottom of the continue screen, while the ending text for the characters were originally translated literally, a few changes were made due to creative differences from Capcom's USA marketing staff. For example, the name of Guile's fallen friend, who later debuted as a playable fighter in Street Fighter Alpha, was changed from Nash to Charlie. Since a staff member from Capcom USA felt that Nash was not a natural-sounding English name. Although the original Street Fighter had not been very popular, Capcom began to make fighting games a priority after Final Fight was commercially successful in the United States. Yoshiki Okamatu recounted, The basic idea of Capcom was to revive Street Fighter, a good game concept to make it a better-playing arcade game. About 30 to 50 people worked on Street Fighter 2, with Noritika, Noritaka Fuzamiza, I'm just going to call him Mr. F, is, as a producer, and Akira Nishikatani and Akira Yashuda in charge of the game and character design, respectively. Once again, I'm going to say this like I did last week. I mean, no disrespect. I just have a hard time saying these names. Uh, Mr. F notes that the developers did not particularly prioritize Street Fighter 2's balance. He primarily ascribes the game's success to its appealing animation patterns. The quality of animation benefited from the developer's use of the CPS-1 hardware, the advantages of which included the ability for different characters to occupy different amounts of memory. For example, Ryu could take up to 8 megabytes and Zangief 12 megabytes. The game's development took two years. The game's combo system came by accident. Mr. F says... While I was making a bug check during the car bonus stage, I noticed something strange. I taped the sequence, and we saw that during the punch timing, it was possible to add a second hit, and so on. I thought this was something impossible to make useful inside a game, as the timing balance was so hard to catch. So we decided to leave the feature as a hidden one. The most interesting thing is that this became the base for future titles. Later, we were able to make the timing more comfortable and the combo into a real feature. In Street Fighter 2, we thought, if you got the perfect timing, you could place several hits. Up to four, I think. Then we managed to place eight. A bug? Maybe. Most of the in-game music was composed by Yoko Shimomura. This was ultimately the only game in the series in which Shimomura worked, as she subsequently left the company for Square two years later. Iso Abe... A Capcom newcomer handled a few additional tracks, the Versus screen, Sagat's themes, and Here Comes a New Challenger for Street Fighter II, and subsequently became the main composer 
on the subsequent versions. The sound programming and sound effects were overseen by Yoshihiro Sakaguchi, who had been the composer on the original Street Fighter. The arcade version of Street Fighter II was exhibited at the UK Amusement Trade Exhibition International in 1991. Now, Street Fighter II was released for the Super Famicom on June 10, 1992 in Japan, which was followed by a North American release for the Super Nintendo in August of the same year and a European release in December. It was the first game to release a 16 megabyte cartridge for the Super Nintendo. Many aspects from the arcade versions were either changed or simplified to fit into the smaller memory capacity. This version featured a secret code which allowed both players to control the same character in a match, which was not possible in the original arcade version. The second player uses the same alternate color palette introduced in Street Fighter II Champion Edition. The four Shadowloo bosses are still non-playable, but they use their Champion Edition color palette as the code is entered. Other changes are as follows. The attract sequence, which featured two generic fighters fighting, was removed. It was missing in Street Fighter II Turbo, but it was restored for the Genesis version, Street Fighter II Special Champion Edition, albeit with the appearance of one of the fighters altered and blood removed. Some of the voice samples played when characters performed certain techniques or special moves were removed. The pitch of a character's voice when they perform a special move differs depending on the strength level. The higher the strength, the higher the pitch. The bonus stage in which the player must destroy stacks of flammable oil drums was replaced by a stage in which the player must destroy a pile of bricks. The same bonus stage also featured in subsequent Super Nintendo versions, as well as in both Genesis installments, although the bricks were red instead of gray. The barrel-breaking bonus stage was also removed. It was restored in the two subsequent Super Nintendo versions, as well as both Genesis installments. As a result, the bonus stage are now played for after every four matches rather than every three. The tunes of the soundtrack were not only arranged. The music that plays when a character is losing a match is arranged differently from the arcade version. Since the same music is played with the tempo raised, later Super Nintendo Genesis installments also featured similar changes. Tatsui Nishimura, who had recently joined Capcom from TOSE, arranged the soundtrack of the Super Nintendo version with assistance from Shimomura, Abe, and Sakaguchi. Some attacks were removed, such as Chun-Li's close-standing medium punch. The walking an animation of the characters when retreating from an opponent is the same when advancing, only played in reverse. The subsequent Super Nintendo and Genesis versions also featured this change. The voice countdown during the continue screen, as well as the reading of each country's name, were removed. Moreover, the font used during the continue screen is different as well, a noticeably larger number font. Two of the elephants were removed from Dalsum's stage, leaving a total of four. Two guitar players and other background characters were removed from Vega's stage. A palm tree in the foreground of Sagat's stage was removed. It was removed in the arcade version of Champion Edition. The blood splatter behind the versus text which each match was removed, the effect was the blood splatter behind the versus text before each match was removed. The effect was added back in later console ports, and its color was changed to purple in Super Street Fighter 2. The victory quotes for certain characters, such as Balrog and M. Bison, were altered. The visuals and script in some of the endings were a bit different from the arcade version. The upper and lower portions of the screen were covered by black bars, shortening the vertical length of the screen. The PC engine and Genesis ports also added black bars. This was done to compensate for the reduced size 
of the character's sprites and make the change less noticeable to players. A versus mode was also added for two players to play a series of matches, win, lose, or draw, having the option each time to change their character stage and handicap between matches. An American Super Nintendo cartridge was re-released in November 2017 as a limited edition item to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Street Fighter series. U.S. Gold released versions of Street Fighter II for various home computer platforms in Europe, namely the Amiga, Atari ST, Commodore 64, the PC-DOS, and ZX Spectrum. Well, the ZX Spectrum. These versions of the game were all developed by Creative Materials, except for the ZX Spectrum version, which was developed by Text Design Studios. These versions were not released in any other region except for the PC version, which also saw a release in North America, where it was published by High Tech Expressions. These versions suffered from numerous inaccuracies, such as missing graphical assets and music tracks, miscolored palettes, and lack of six-button controls due to these platforms having only one or two button joysticks as standard at the time. As a result, these versions are filled with unusual particularities, such as Ryu and Ken's Hadouken, the fireball sprite being a recolored yoga fire, and the title theme being used as background music for matches. In the DOS version, Dalsum ends up being the strongest fighter in the game due to the basic attacks having high priority over other characters. The DOS version also saw a bootleg version and was considered by many, while mediocre, to still be quite superior to the original DOS version despite being officially advertised by U.S. Gold along with the C64 and ZX Spectrum conversations anticipated on magazines, the Amstrad CPC developed by Creative Materials was scrapped and the port never materialized. Now on the Game Boy, the version of Super Street Fighter was released on August 11, 1995 in Japan and in September 1995 internationally. It is missing three of the original characters, Dazlum, E. Honda, and Vega. The graphics, character portraits, and stages are based on Super Street Fighter 2, although some moves, such as Blanca's Amazon River Run from Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, are included as well. Since the Game Boy only features two buttons, the strength of a player's punches and kicks are determined by how long the player holds either button, an input method similar to the one used in Fighting Street, the TurboGrafx CD version of the original Street Fighter. Same character matches are allowed, but because of the game's lack of color, Distinguishing between two characters is not possible even on a Super Game Boy. The game retains character endings of all nine playable characters. This is only available by completing the normal mode or survival mode on level 4 or level 5 difficulty. Completing the survival mode on level 5 unlocks a brief video of the sprites and animations of all the available characters. The Game Boy version remains the only version of Street Fighter 2 that is not a direct port, but specifically made for a handheld system. Additionally, the Game Boy version is notable for not being re-released in any compilation collection ever. The original Street Fighter II was included along with Champion Edition and Hyper Fighting in the compilation Capcom Generation 5 for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn, which was released in North America and Europe as Street Fighter Collection 2. All three games are also included in Capcom Classics Collection Volume 1 for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox as well as Capcom Classics Collections Reloaded for the PSP. Woo. Street Fighter II was followed by a series of updated versions, each refining the play mechanics, 
graphics, character roster, and other aspects of the game. The first was Street Fighter II Champion Edition, released for the arcades in March 1992, which allowed players to control the four Shadowloo bosses in same character matches. Following the release of Champion Edition, a wave of bootleg ROM chip upgrades for its arcade cabinets added new gameplay, prompting Capcom's official response with Street Fighter II Turbo hyperfighting during December of the same year, increasing the playing speed and giving some of the characters new special moves. Super Street Fighter II The New Challengers was released in September 1993, which marked the change to the more advanced CP System 2, allowing for updated graphics and audio while introducing four new characters. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo was released in 1994 and was the last of the Street Fighter 2 releases for the arcade until Hyper Street Fighter 2, which introduced powered up special moves called Super Combos and added a new hidden character. All six Street Fighter 2 games have been ported to various platforms, both in individual releases and in compilations. There have also been home versions such as Hyper Street Fighter 2, which was retro retroactively ported to the arcade, and Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Ultra Street Fighter 2 Tur 2 The Final Challengers, wow, was released for Nintendo Switch and added two characters who previously debuted outside Street Fighter 2 updates and are actually the separate alternate forms of the two main Street Fighter 2 characters themselves. The original arcade version of Street Fighter 2 was awarded Best Game of 1991 in, game, in Gamist Magazine's 5th Annual Grand Prize, which also won in the genre of Best Action Game. The award for fighting games was not established yet. Street Fighter 2 also placed number one in Best VGM, Best Direction, and Best Album, and it was second place in Best Graphics, below the 3D Namco System 21 game Starblade. All the characters except for M. Bison were featured on the list of best characters of 1991, with Chun-Li at number one, we know why, Ryu at number three, Gao at number four, Dalzlum at number five, Zangief at number six, E-Honda at number eight, Ken and Blanca sharing the number nine spot, and Vega at number 13, Balrog at number 16, and Saga at number 22. The Super Nintendo version was also critically acclaimed. Famitsu's panel of four reviewers gave its scores of 9, 9, 9, and 8, adding up to 35 out of 40. This made it one of the five highest-rated games of 1992, along with Dragon Quest V, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and Mario Paint. They gave the Turbo Update a score of 36 out of 40. This made Street Fighter II Turbo their highest rated game of 1993 and the 12th game to have received a Famitsu score of 36 out of 40 or above. Entertainment Weekly wrote that sure, it's violent, but Street Fighter II offers a depth of play, unmatched by any other video game slugfest. Street Fighter II was named by Electronic Gaming Monthly as the game of the year in 1992. The Mega Drive version of Street Fighter 2 received a 10 out of 10 for both graphics and addiction from Mega, who described it as a candidate for best game ever, and without a doubt the best beat-em-up of all time, and gave it an overall 92% score. Street Fighter 2 has been listed among the best games of all time, 
Game Informer ranked it as the 22nd best game ever made in 2001. The staff praised it for popularizing the one-on-one fighting game genre and noted that its Super NES ports were near perfect. They later ranked it the 25th best game ever made in 2009. All versions of Street Fighter II are estimated to have grossed a total of $10.61 billion in revenue, mostly from the arcade market. As of 2017, it is one of the top three highest-grossing video games of all time, along with Space Invaders and Pac-Man. In Japan, Street Fighter II went on to become the highest-grossing arcade game of 1991, and then it again became the highest-grossing arcade game of 1992, along with Champion Edition as the year's second-highest-grossing title. Street Fighter II Turbo also became the highest-grossing arcade game of 1993, along with Champion Edition at number 4 and The World Warrior at number 9. Street Fighter II was similarly successful in the Western world. In the United States, The World Warrior topped the replay arcade software charts. Between early 1991 and early 1993, Street Fighter II sold an estimated 50,000 arcade machines worldwide and captured about 60% of the global coin-op market. 60% this one game. That's that's crazy. Including 10,000 units installed in the United Kingdom by mid-1991, with individual machines in the UK estimated to be taking between 70 and 1,000 pounds per week over the next two years. Street Fighter II generated an estimated annual revenue of 260 million pounds in the UK alone for two years between mid-1991 and mid-1993, adding up to an estimated 520 million pounds or $913 million at the time, or 1.7 billion adjusted for inflation, all generated in the UK over a two-year period. The company sold more than 60,000 arcade cabinets of the original Street Fighter II, it was followed by Street Fighter II Champion Edition, of which 140,000 cabinets were sold in Japan alone, where it cost 160,000 yen, or $1,300, for each cabinet, amounting to 22.4 billion yen, or $182 million, revenue generated from cabinet sales of Champion Edition in Japan, equivalent to $342 million adjusted for inflation. If I could just get like half a percent of that, man, my life would be good. The numerous home versions of Street Fighter II are listed among Capcom's Platinum Class games, games which the company has sold more than 1 million units worldwide. The SNES version of the original Street Fighter II was the company's best-selling single-consumer game software with more than 6.3 million units sold, and it remains their best-selling game software on a single platform to this present day. Street Fighter II has sold... 15.5 million units across all versions and platforms, making it the best-selling fighting game up until it was surpassed by Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in 2019. The Street Fighter 2 games were followed by several sub-series of Street Fighter games and spin-offs, which included Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter EX, Street Fighter 3, Pocket Fighter, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and Capcom's Versus series, which combined Capcom characters with properties from other companies such as Marvel, SNK, and Tatsunoko. Capcom released Street Fighter 4 for the arcades in July 2008, followed by the release of the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 version in February 2009, and for Microsoft Windows in, in July 2009. Most recently, Street Fighter 5 was released 
for the PlayStation 4 and PC in 2016. The characters from the Street Fighter 2 video game became part of the G.I. Joe A Real American Hero lineup in 1993, as Hasbro brought the toy rights to the characters. An unofficial South Korean animation, Street Fighter was produced by Daewon Animation in 1992 and features the cast of Street Fighter 2. The Hong Kong movie Future Cops also featured a renamed cast of Street Fighter characters. Street Fighter 2 was adapted into two different films in 1994. Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, a Japanese anime film produced by Group Tech, and an American-produced live-action film, Street Fighter, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile, Kylie Minogue as Cammy, and Raul Julia as M. Bison. The live-action film incorporated the main cast of the video game and wrapped them into an action-adventure. Director Stephen E. D'Souza's take on the premise was... I especially love films like The Longest Day, The Great Escape, and The Guns of Navarone. What made those films great wasn't the random violence. It was the clear-cut struggle between forces of good and evil leading to an ultimate showdown. Now, I've seen that film many times. It's a terrible film, but I do love watching it. There was also a U.S. Street Fighter cartoon, which followed a combined Van Damme movie and game series plot, and an unrelated anime, Street Fighter 2 5, Yep, Street Fighter 2 5, or Street Fighter 2 V, I'm not sure. Mostly thought as being a prequel to the event in the original game, like the Street Fighter Alpha series, featuring younger characters. A similar approach drove the script of the movie The Legend of Chun-Li. Now, The Legend of Chun-Li wasn't as bad as the original Street Fighter movie. And I know you guys can all hear my son in the background, but can't kick him out. Capcom sponsored Car 88 in the 1982 Indianapolis 500 provided a Street Fighter library. However, it failed to qualify. Street Fighter 2 is regarded as one of the most influential video games of all time and the most important fighting game. The release of Street Fighter 2 in 1991 is often considered a revolutionary moment in the fighting game genre. It featured the most accurate joystick and button scanning routine in the genre thus far allowing players to reliably execute multi-button special moves, which had previously required an element of luck. And its graphics took advantage of Capcom's CPS arcade chipset with highly detailed characters and stages. Whereas previous games allowed players to combat a variety of computer-controlled fighters, Street Fighter II allowed players to play against each other. The popularity of Street Fighter 2 surpassed the gaming industry as arcade owners bought more machines to keep up with demand. Its success inspired a wave of other fighting games, which were initially often labeled as clones, including popular franchises such as Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. Street Fighter 2 also influenced Ancients Ayano Koshiro and her brother Yozo Koshiro when they designed the combat mechanics of Sega's beat-em-up game Streets of Rage 2. Street Fighter 2 was responsible for revitalizing the arcade video game industry in the early 1990s to a level of popularity not seen since the days of Pac-Man in the early 1980s. It was the best-selling arcade video game by far since the golden age of arcade video games, setting off a renaissance for the arcade game industry in the early 1990s. Its impact on home video games was equally important with its release being a major event that boosted sales of the Super Nintendo Entertainment System 
and became a long-lasting system seller for the platform. Since then, numerous best-selling home video games have been arcade ports. The game was responsible for popularizing the concept of direct tournament-level competition between two players. Previously, video games most often relied on high scores to determine the best player. But this changed with Street Fighter 2, where players instead challenged each other directly face-to-face to determine the best player, paving the way for the competitive multiplayer and deathmatch modes found in modern action games. John Romero, for example, cited the competitive multiplayer of Street Fighter 2 as an influence on the deathmatch mode of the seminal first-person shooter, Doom. So there you have it, guys. Little, uh, I'm not going to say brief, it's about 45 minutes. Breakdown of all things Street Fighter 2. Uh, once again, I learned a lot from researching all this. It's just impressive and insane how much money this this game brought in and how many versions there are. I, I think I own every version released on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis in all reality. And I flip-flop between Turbo Fighter and between Super Street Fighter Turbo because those are just super fun. I love playing uh, Bruce Lee, I mean Fei Long, and Cammy. But I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, take the time this weekend to play some Street Fighter 2. Let me know how far you get. Let me know if you beat the game, who you played, all that good stuff. Guys, have a good weekend. And as always, keep on gaming. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.